International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. Let me give you a little bit of background on this message, because this will be a different message than you normally hear. We were planning to give you a little bit of an update on the building project. We needed to do a general church update. So we're planning to do that. We said, well, first of all, we need to stop and rejoice in what God has already done before we talk about all that stuff. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona. Featuring the teaching of Senior Pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today, we continue our new study series with Dr. Shaw on the subject of worship. The Lord has much to say throughout the Bible about how we are to worship Him. Are we worshiping God the way He wants us to? From the heart? Let's listen as we bring you part one of a message titled, Worship is Remembering, as Dr. Shaw invites us into a very personal message about his own congregation and how they worship the Lord in the midst of many church decisions by stopping to remember that the Lord was doing great things among them. Here's our teacher to read to us from Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Let's go to Psalm 105. Psalm 105, beginning of verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. Sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all of His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, his servants, ye children of Jacob, his chosen, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless your word now. Help us to understand the truths that are here. And Lord, as we look to do what this passage says, not just talk about it, I pray that you'll open our hearts and I pray that you'll help us to see the marvelous things that you have already done Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a little bit of background on this message, because this will be a different message than you normally hear. Okay, so a little bit of background on this message. 
We were planning to give you a little bit of an update on the building project. We needed to do a general church update in which we talk about where we are financially, how things are coming as far as the budget with regard to the building, where we're over, where we're under, um, what's going to happen over the next six months, what we're going to finish, what we're not going to finish, and just present some needs. And so we're planning to do that. We said, well, first of all, we need to stop and rejoice in what God has already done before we talk about all that stuff. And so that was the idea. And of course, to stop and rejoice in what God has already done. Uh, so I began working on, you know, how to just go through the blessings and began to realize that this, I couldn't do this in the, the beginning of a service. It had to be the service. But it really fits, actually, with what we're talking about because in this particular passage of Scripture, one of the things that God tells His people that they're supposed to do is proclaim His goodness among the people. Take a look. Psalm 105, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. You know, are you like this? I'm kind of like this. We have all kinds of prayer requests, right? Prayer request time comes. Journey, mercies, health, this, pray that these bad things don't happen to us. And then when we come to praises and answered prayers, the crickets chirp. Right? And so and, and what happens is we, we, okay, I prayed for journey mercies. We pray for that, right? And then we take the journey and when we get back, everything worked out fine. And we don't even praise the Lord for the answered prayer because we don't even think of it as answered prayer because to us, the prayer was kind of like an insurance policy. It only really needed to kick in if there was problems. Now, what we're going to find out when we get to heaven is God answered lots and lots of prayers and we prayed for them ahead of time and we missed out the blessing on seeing the fact that God answers prayers simply because we didn't pay attention. You say, Pastor Shaw... How do you know so much about me? Or you, you know, you. How do I know so much about you? How do I know so much about human nature? I look in the mirror. That's how I know. And one of the examples of that is this particular message. I just started going over, okay, how did God bless and what has God done so far? And I'm all, see, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm always focused on the next thing. See, I'm always moving on to the next thing. And so I was forced in this time to take a look at what God has done. And it's like, I I will tell you, I was amazed. What God has done in the last three years is more amazing than I had possibly imagined. And I want to explain to you how. And and so, so I had to learn this, and you have to learn it. And it's important for us not only to learn it, but to proclaim it. See, here's here's one of the things I think happens. You know why I think a lot of young people leave Christianity? They see no evidence of the power of God. And you know why they don't see an evidence of the power of God or the activity of God? It's not because he's not powerful and it's not because he's not doing things. It's because we don't talk about it. Isn't that interesting? I will make a prayer request, pray for some God to do something, and then when God answers it, zip, we're not going to say anything. And we don't want to say anything because... Well, I don't want people to think that I'm bragging spiritually like I did it. I mean, how hard is it for me to pray a prayer? That's not very hard. 
It's God that answered it. See, we get the idea that there is something super, that God answers the prayers of the super spiritual. And if you, are ans- you have prayers answered all the time, that must mean you're a super spiritual Christian. And that I don't want people to think bad about me, so I'm not going to answer the prayer. It, it, no, that is disobedience. It's what it says. Make known His deeds among the people. That's what I'm doing this morning. So I'm not going to explain to you why we need to do this so much. What I'm going to do is do it. Okay, does that make sense? So let's talk about this. And there are so many passages of Scripture. We're going to go to a number of passages of Scripture. There are many of you folks that are... How many of you are new, new to our church since 2012? You're new here. So there, there are a lot of you here that are new since 2012. Let's just talk about what God has done. Let's go back to the spring of 2012. It was, we, were, we, had, we, were, we were ready for a building project. We had finished in 2004 these back two buildings. We knew that we, we were already in double services. Um, we had already been, we built the back two buildings, and we knew we had to build a new auditorium. You say, uh, and, and the reason is because our philosophy of ministry has been from the very beginning, based upon the book of Acts, based upon our philosophy of what our church is, we need to meet together as one congregation. We're meeting together as two right now. There was an early service. There are probably more people in this building in first service than there were in second service today. And so we said, uh, we, now we went to two services because we outgrew the present building. You say, well, we, you know, we can smash all the people in. You, you can, when we do one service, when we smash everybody in for one service, there are folks that stay home because they can't fit. And we would not be welcoming to new people if it was all smashed in really tight. And so we needed to make the space. You have to have a cup to, for the Lord to bless. However, that was never intended to be permanent. I didn't want to pastor two churches. I want to pastor one church. And it's so important. And there are all, there are all kinds of reasons. And, so, and I think biblical, philosophical reasons. And I'll just say it definitively, believed it definitively now, believe it definitively then. It is, it is absolutely essential. I do believe it's God's will for us to build this building. Okay? Absolutely. And so notice, they continued daily with one accord in the temple. But we also knew, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. So God has to do this. Dr. Shaw will be back to share more of the details of what took place in his own church as he looks back at all the things that God did on their behalf. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we bring you a study on the subject of worship and a message today called Worship is Remembering. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and you can link to the church at daretostand.org. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. 
All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church for more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts. And now, let's get back to Pastor Shaw as he remembers all that God had done among his own congregation. Here's our teacher. There were all different types of things that happened. 2004, um, these buildings were finished from 2004 till 2008, we were looking at other options. We looked at building on this property. We looked at the option of buying other properties. Uh, we looked at, if people will say, Pastor, have you ever thought about there's this building for sale or this? We had looked at all, all of them. We looked at, we looked at commercial buildings. We looked at movie theaters. We looked at ra- warehouse space. We looked at empty space. We looked at all kinds of things. And God just closed all of those doors. And we kept knocking on them and God closed the doors. And so we came back to building on this property. Let's just take the property that God has built, given us and let's build it out as, as much as we can uh, to meet the needs. Um, and so that's what we chose to do. And uh, we were getting ready to do that when we come to the fall of 2000. The accident that happened in, in which Pastor Waycaster was killed and all of that, it set us back a lot. But Pastor French came. It took him a while, a long, you know, several years just to get up to speed you know, to kind of connect in. And that was God's doing. That was God's timing. God was in all of that. And so it took him a while. But we come to 2012 and we're ready, we're ready to go. So where, where did we stand financially? Because we're going to talk about money here this morning. But the money isn't the point. God's glory is the point. Okay, I want you to get that. Where were we at that point? Well, as we come to the spring of 2012, we had $235,000 in a building fund. We had raised that from 2004 to 2012. Uh, folks' givings. There were some matching gifts. There were some other gifts. So we had that between 2004 and 2012, um, had raised 235000 You say, that's pretty good. That's, that is pretty good. We also owed $343,000 on a mortgage balance. Now, in 2004, when we finished the last building project, that was about six fifty. So we had paid that down between 2004 and 2012 from six fifty to three forty three, that's not bad, but that's that's where we stood. Two thousand two hundred thirty five thousand in the building fund. We're not counting general fund money here. Two hundred thirty five thousand in the general fund, and we owe three hundred forty three thousand on the the mortgage. So if you put that in the chart, that's kind of the way it looks. Two hundred thirty five thousand dollars to the good. If you wanted to put the mortgage underneath, you know, in red. Uh, but we won't do that. It just gets a little complicated. So what do we do? Well, guess what? We're Baptists. Y'all, y'all know that? We're Baptists. We're not Baptists just in name. We're Baptists in practice. And one of the things that Baptists believe, congregational church government. Well, how does congregational church government work? Well, this is the way it's supposed to work. The pastoral leadership and the leadership of the church make a case for this is the way that we believe God wants us to go. And so I thought I was making a good case. I spent a Sunday morning talking about why we should be back in one service, and we, we went through the passages in the book of Acts. I understand that not everybody was there here on Sunday morning. I don't know if I didn't make the case well enough, or if some people weren't here, or I just assumed. But, you know, leadership, leadership is supposed to make the case. This is the way that we're supposed to go. Then the people, because we're Baptists, right? 
Are we Baptists? Okay, we're Baptists. Baptists believe in what? Congregational government. This is the congregation that decides. Now, what that means is this. Pastors provide leadership, but pastors don't decide. The congregation decides. All right? It also means that there's not some sort of group of men like the deacons or elders that make all those decisions for the congregation. They serve. They go out and help and kind of form the decisions that have to be made and and help do all of that so the congregation can make a decision. And so the congregation decides. And so, but we also believe in the priesthood of the believer, which means that you go directly to God, right? And individual soul liberty and responsibility, which means, this is what it means, you have the Holy Spirit, I don't have a corner on the Holy Spirit for the congregation. So you, priesthood of the believer means you don't come to me to get what the Holy Spirit says for you from me. You don't have to confess your sins to me. You can go directly to God. And you have to act according to your own conscience. That's congregational government. Now, what then the people respond in obedience? We come to a vote. And so that's what happened in the spring of 2012. We brought a vote to the congregation with regard to hiring an architect and moving forward with the building project. There was another vote in that as well, but that was the primary one. Hiring an architect and moving forward the building project. We're assuming everybody in the congregation has the Holy Spirit and the people respond in obedience. This is normal thinking for us, isn't it? Because we have sort of binary thinking. If everyone has the same Holy Spirit and is following the leading of the Holy Spirit, then the vote should be 100%, right? Isn't that logical? It seems somewhat logical. Okay, so the people respond in obedience, and then we do that. And so that's what happens. So we come to that day, we believe we've laid the groundwork, and then we have the vote. And the vote was 75%. I'm going to speak very plainly here, okay? 75%. Um, For those of you who've been involved in churches, especially if you've been a pastor, you understand a 75% vote is like a great big drink of lukewarm water. So, well, why? Well, because it's too high to stop. It's too high to, well, we got a 75% vote, so that's not enough. We're not going to do it. Well, wait a minute, 75% of the people voted yes. Right? 75%. If you were in the elections today and you were you know, somebody running for office, you had a 75% vote, you'd think you had a mandate. The things are different in local churches. So we have a 75% vote, which means we have these, it's too high to say we can't do this. Now, maybe if the vote was around 60%, we might have said it's clear that, that we're not in agreement as a congregation. But we're at 75%. So it's too high to stop. But it's too, too low to move forward quickly. This is a huge project. I mean, you look out. Have you noticed we have a building project going on? I mean, you look out there and you see all of the concrete and the hill and all of that's happened. This is a big project. And we need the Lord's blessing and we need to be unified as a congregation on this as well. And having one out of every four who voted no makes that difficult. So... How do you respond to a vote like that? I remember pastoral staff were walking into the office on Monday and we're trying to figure out exactly what we're gonna, what's going to happen. Now, here's the carnal fleshly response is to say, 
I need to start preaching on the filling of the Holy Spirit because 25% of our people are not Spirit-filled. Right? That's the potential fleshly response. Or, of course, it could be 75% are not Spirit-filled. I mean, it could go that way. <laughs> Can't make the presumption that you're in the right side of this, right? Is it possible for people to vote yes or no and both of them be Spirit-filled? The answer is yes. By the way, keep that in mind as you post on Facebook about these elections. Because our tendency is to say, if you don't do what I do, something's wrong with you. You're not right with God. And that's dangerous because God might be doing something that neither of us understand. So, we as a, as a pastor, staff, and church leadership, and then we met together with deacons, said, okay, what is God telling us here? Because we have to step back and say, okay, instead of trying to figure out what the problem is, let's assume that God is in control, okay? And let's ask God, okay, what are you telling us here? And the answer to that had to be downshift and slow down. Dr. Shaw will be back with some final words of wisdom on how to proceed when going through a tough spot. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. And if you enjoy listening to Dr. Shaw's teaching, please visit our website and find out more about the church. Support Dare to Stand with a tax-deductible donation of any amount on our secure website at daretostand.org. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. And we gladly offer free MP3 copies of Dr. Shaw's teaching. We would also be honored to minister to you personally and help you in any way we can. So please call the church at 623-581-3115 today. Join us for Sunday morning services this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. And you can also listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. Join us again next time as we continue our study on the subject of worship called Worship is Remembering. And now here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about how to downshift through life when we need a little more clarity. 
Do join us for more next time, right here on Dare to Stand. Now, imagine with me, you're driving up the road, you're going from Phoenix, you know, up to Prescott or something. And so we're going up I-17 and you, you start that incline going up to Sunset Point. Now, you can try to leave it in fifth gear, but the, the vehicle's starting to bog down as you're going up the road. And you can push the pedal down, but it's not going to go any faster, right? So what do you have to do? You have to downshift, which means you have to go a little slower, but the engine's going to run a little better. So we talked into pastoral staff about this, and then we, we were in deacons meetings about this. And I'll just give you a little bit of insight into our deacons meeting. I think you have to understand this, what's going on. So we, we, we go into the deacons meeting. We said, listen, we need to find out what the concerns of people are. Because the fact is, some people that voted yes and some of the people who voted no might have the same concerns. They just didn't have, it just didn't weigh enough to vote one way or the other. Does that make sense? <laughs>